0: you are listening to black man in the right world
1: hey everybody this is mike this is grant and today we're talking about changes with a special guest marla harvey my sister Aww. we discuss climate change and mike drills us about growing up white
0: yes i I go a little hard on them but a little bit it's fine Hello, everybody. So, in this episode, you're probably going to hear a couple of weird sounds or some creaking or some backward noise or something like that. But don't come for me. We're in a new location and it's this crazy old house because we're here for Grant's wedding. And before you come for me on that, yes, we follow COVID protocols. You know, I don't play with that shit. There's like three and a half people that's going to be here. They got full five masks on and I ain't standing there, nobody.
1: Jingle bells, jingle <laughs> bells, jingle <laughs> all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey!
0: I was waiting for when she was going to come, come in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how the Harvey kids get down, you know? We, like, I don't know how to describe that. Just when you least expect it, a Harvey kid pops up. Speaking of which, hi, Marla. <laughs> All right, she's a little shy.
0: Who is, who is Marla?
1: Marla is my sister.
0: Oh, um... Where are
1: we right now, Mike?
0: We are in a haunted mansion. It really uh, is. It's a
1: haunted, like, Spanish villa in Whittier. Yes.
0: We're in Whittier because Grant is getting
1: married. Like, tomorrow. Yes. Like, not in Whittier, though, right? Uh, La Havra. It's like the uh, spitting distance. Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all these, like, irrelevant towns that I don't mess with on a normal daily basis in California. Pretty much. <laughs> but we're venturing into new territory for
1: his marriage. Yeah. Lucky you. Yes.
0: Uh, By the time this
1: episode airs, he will be...
2: uh, A married man!
1: Yes. That's true. Hi, Marla. Thank you for joining us. Yes,
0: there she is.
2: (laughs) Hi, I'm Marla. I'm Grant's sister. I've never been on a podcast before, but it's cool to be here after listening to you episodes
1: yes have have you ever done you've never done a podcast for work or anything like that like in in being interviewed
2: well I was just the star of a uh my friend's audio project that she got an a on so i think i'm you know primed and ready to go there you go that's why
1: we asked you we
0: checked your resume and your uh, credentials and we saw that we're like absolutely
1: yeah we're like oh this got an a yeah we need to hooray Get this girl on the show Yes
0: And I I, I really wanted her to be on Because I was like Well she's She's in town for your wedding Yeah And she listens to the podcast So why not But I, I know there was probably a moment where she was like, do they really want to be on here? Is it like one of those things like we give her a mic that's not plugged in? And we like, you, you, can, you, can be, you can play with us. You we
2: have an actor being... friend, Marla, that comes in later, you know, who says the real, really good stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's literally just like, we yeah. just recast, redub all your lines. Yes,
0: we actually got Kathleen Turner to play play you so we can...
1: Is Kathleen Turner a real actor?
0: Actress, yeah.
1: I, Do you I, not know who that is? No, that's Kathleen either. Turner.
0: Oh my gosh, your mom knows who that is. I'm sure
2: she raised her hand. Yeah, see, oh, she knows. His, uh, we have we
0: had a whole family here.
1: We have a live studio audience of my mother. Yeah. So if you hear her laughing at any point, yes, it's because
0: she's she's our uh, producer right now. That's true. Uh, and then your dad is, uh, he's working the soundstage.
1: <laughs> yeah, so if you heard the uh, loud <laughs> in, in dream, in train noises, you know. Yeah, he's passed through.
2: out. If there are any issues, it's because the sound man is sleeping. Yeah. That's
1: a joke. So Marla, who are you and where are you from?
0: Yeah, what do you do for a living? What is, what's your life story yeah. about?
2: Yeah, so I grew up in San Diego, California with Grant, and then I wanted to get as far away as possible, which ended up being Oregon. So I went to liberal arts college up in Walla Walla, Washington. And then uh, for the last four years since I graduated, I've been in Hood River, Oregon, trying to save the world um, through energy energy strategies in a rural community.
0: That's great. That's just such a, a crunchy path that she's took.
1: Yeah, lots to the, step on. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You said crunchies, so crunchy, crunchy
0: like not... in North Pacific Northwest. Cause oh. she like went to Washington and she's in Oregon. The yeah, image,
2: a lot of... the
1: image that came to my mind was just like Doritos.
0: Oh no, not that kind of crunchy. I'm just saying, like crunchy like North Face jackets and like Patagonia and Chocos.
2: Like, there you go. Birkenstocks. There you go. With socks. There you go. Bam, bam, bam.
0: All the essentials that you need to live in those states.
2: An actual granola.
1: Do you ever see a guy and you're like, oh, he's so crunchy? Or see a girl and At like At Whitman, cool. yeah,
2: yeah. You're like, oh, that's, that's why they made that term. Those are the Whitman students. Not as much in Hood River. There's more like surfer. It's a, so Hood River is the windsurfing capital of the world. So you get a lot of California mixed with Oregon folks up in there.
0: So uh, I feel like people want to know, and by people I mean me. So I saw recently that laws in Oregon, like basically y'all allow like meth to be legal so (laughs) are you worried about that like is everybody gonna be like on psychedelics and on like on drugs just walking down the street in the grocery store
2: um so basically that law in oregon is trying to use some form of psychedelics as a test um or as a like um, medical trials yeah, yeah 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 so i'm not worried i'm really excited uh but i do think it'll be you know if i go to canada i think it'll probably be brought up I feel like it's one of those things that people will, will know more than I know what's going on.
1: Oh, like people who are following it, you know, in somewhere else in certain circles, right? Will be more interested. Yeah, yeah. That like people. Mike,
2: like I hadn't thought about it since it passed, but
0: now. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the jokes because, like, I go to Coachella and all those different events. So, like, obviously everyone's like, oh man, we should go to the music festival in Oregon. I heard they're going to be turning up. But yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> we'll that's see. Cool. So, wait, tell us more about, so obviously, windsurfing. But you're trying to do wind turbines? What are you trying to do? Yeah,
2: so I am in Hood River. We, So the whole purpose of my job is basically recognizing that there are a variety of different changes that are happening. And in those changes, there are opportunities. So the main one being climate change. You know, we, we know that the climate is rapidly changing because of the impacts of humans' fossil fuel use, um, and there it's creating a host of challenges that need to be addressed. And at the same time as those challenges are increasing, there are changes partially caused by, partially caused by other factors in the way that we use and consume and interact with energy. So technologies are getting cheaper, whether that be wind or storage, and there's an intersection at an increasing need for more distributed renewable energy. So if there's a storm, you want to make sure that your little community doesn't go down um, if there's a power outage. And so it's trying to take advantage of those two opportunities and um, create a more... um, just and uh, clean community, resilient community. That's the word that we usually uh-huh. use.
0: So that where were you so at cool. when our power was out for two weeks?
2: I was I was using that as justification to my Oregon folks as to why we need to fund like a six hundred thousand okay. dollar solar and storage system. We like, really, <laughs> I really, yeah, no, no, it's that's really. That's amazing. <laughs> It was very helpful. Uh, what happened in California it was terrible for you, but it really started the conversation around resilient energy in Oregon. So I appreciate your sacrifice.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. I'm glad I can help out Oregon. With
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> one power outage at a time because we were
1: struggling. One day Oregon will help us out.
0: Yeah. Be, they Maybe don't send us a package of they
1: crack or whatever is legal there now. <laughs> I was thinking, like, just send, it, <laughs> send us some water. I feel like California needs some of that water you guys have up there.
0: Yeah. There was fires in Oregon as well. That, they were
2: yeah, burning up true. too, right? Yeah, no, it was bad in Oregon this year. Um, the entire community. Oh, it was. <laughs> Grant is giving me, Grant, as a good brother, is giving me the hint to get closer to the mic.
0: Yeah, you got to uh, talk into the mic.
2: But I, yeah, uh, yeah there's terrible fires in Oregon this year. Entire communities burned down. And I mean, they're increasing incredibly with climate change. So we're seeing more fires. We're seeing more winter storms. Um, and again, these are creating host of havocs that we weren't didn't have to deal with um you know 10 or 15 years ago
1: what about COVID how does that mess with what you're doing
2: it's COVID is an interesting one I mean it's definitely increasing our attention to like the word resilience and the importance of planning for the unexpected Um, it's also increasing our focus on energy efficiency for you know just the importance of reducing costs as much as possible and building back a stronger, more resilient economy. Um, but it also, interestingly, created a, a, an interesting problem around energy efficiency because for a long time, we were trying to make there be less air transfers between the outside and the inside. But now with COVID, everyone wants to make there be more. And so it's uh, just an interesting challenge that folks are having to deal with now.
0: That's crazy. So. What I'm getting from all the things that you are saying is climate change is real.
2: Yes. Uh, yes. Climate change. Cause some people don't
0: think some people don't believe so. Some people yeah. think that you are just this is the same as working at like the Magic Castle and you were just a David Copperfield just doing magic tricks because the climate's not actually changing. There's just a bunch of scientists and people out there that are pretending.
1: Or like you're a social justice warrior and you're like hugging trees and stuff.
2: I think more commonly what I'm hearing now, I mean, that's definitely, so what I'm hearing more is like, you know, the the climate is changing, but it's not human caused. And therefore the solutions that we're, you know, trying to create to reduce, uh, to reduce fossil fuel emission by using more renewable energy are, you know, not necessary because it's not going to be as bad as we think it is, or are, um... They're just not going to do anything. That's silly. It is silly. And, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's silly to even have the conversation anymore when eight percent of scientists agree that this is happening um, and is extreme and important to address immediately.
0: Yeah. Imagine if, like, parents basically were like, there's no point in even me trying to raise my kid because the world's going to teach them other stuff anyway. So, like, just let them go and do whatever
1: yeah i think sometimes
0: <laughs> i parents, mean sometimes parents yeah, do
1: act that way <laughs> there
0: are a couple of parents that do that
1: yeah oh, that's horrible one thing that was cool that was covid related and your job related was i actually got to see one of your presentations that you did because i could tune in on the the hood river city council zoom is that what it was
2: yeah, so I I work with a lot of governments, uh, and it was I uh, gave I gave Grant and my mom and Lizzie uh, Grant's future wife in one day a code yeah. to my Zoom. So how was I, Grant?
1: You did a
0: great job. I popped yeah. in too for a little bit and I yeah, saw it. Yeah, I spied on on your private Zoom.
1: It was cool. It was it, was,
0: it was very informative. Yeah. I was like,
1: okay, look at them. Yeah, actually doing stuff. All literally all three of us. Like sometimes when we think about actually a lot of my film friends who you've met, whenever they hear what you do, they're like, Oh wow, you're actually doing something that like changes the world and like yeah, we're just like, like a real job playing pretend. <laughs> yeah, like a real job, exactly.
0: I'm like, um, I mean, I wrote some cool adjectives in my latest script. <laughs> <laughs> I use colorful language, yeah. so it's kinda environmental.
1: I, I wrote a movie about climate change. Yeah, there yeah. you go.
2: Well, one thing I realized that I'm terrible about in my job or I dislike strongly is the communication aspect, which is the most important thing, um, or one of the most important things when dealing with climate change, and so I think... Like how
0: you communicate between each other or communicate with the world and how the public? How you communicate
2: with the world and the public. I hate it, and it's what artists and you all do very well, so it's incredibly important. Sometimes.
0: Okay, so we need to do a collab. Like, I mean, I guess this is the start of it. This is yeah. our collab. So we're like slowly but subtly, aggressively telling you that climate change is real.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, and what all the stuff she said earlier that was i cannot <laughs> recite
1: uh, renewable resilience energy yeah, storage yeah, all that
0: the yes. dot dot, dot and ellipses like <laughs> take note of that and and get your shit together because
2: yeah see that's the sound bite that i don't do well so. <laughs> <laughs> see this is
1: the communication yes. we're talking about
2: wow great collab
1: so why did you why did you want to do this i actually have never i don't think i've ever asked you this other than like oh it's super cool but like
0: yeah. Did you were you since you were a little girl? Were you like always just like I I love the trees and
2: no I mean I yes save the yes I was I was that kid, but I also really loved energy since I was a tiny child and debating. So I remember I was in sixth grade and I had a debate on the best renewable energy source. And since then, I thought it was the coolest way. I I, I think climate change is the most important thing that we have to deal with, or one of the most important issues that we have to deal with and face as a society and as a world. And a lot of the ways you have to address climate change are very combative and <laughs> intimidating. And I think energy is, uh, has a lot of win-win benefits, and I've always thought it's really cool. So I, I love to learn about all of it. Um, so I think it's, it's the, the less confrontational and um, really interesting way to address something I care about.
1: Why do you think humans suck at dealing with climate change? Or just climate change in general, and this is this is just to the room.
0: Yeah,
2: I think there. I mean, I mean I'll
0: answer after you because you give you give the legitimate answer, and then I'll give my you know my bad shit crazy answer.
2: <laughs> well, I think I mean there there are a few reasons. It's a long term. We don't. We're not good at dealing with like long term consequences that we. Nope. Can't see and it's stressful i mean i was talking to my mom (laughs) this morning and it's just it's stressful (laughs) to think about all the things that are happening and it's uh, you can't individually solve it and so it just feels like overwhelming to think about it i mean in some ways it's it's like race right you know that it's this incredibly challenging issue you have to deal with and just
0: just for the audience because y'all can't see when she said race she like pointed to me
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's true she didn't point at me
0: she
1: was like a race <laughs> we're talking about that later though that's
0: what yes that let's up. see uh, i'm i told you i'm, just gonna, I'm gonna throw you off Molly. you gotta be ready okay, it's good
2: i'm here i'm, I'm rebounding you know a little rabbit
1: yeah yeah no because because actually that is interesting because like it, both in both topics like they're they kind of touch everything right like you know systemic racism well there's systemic yeah. climate policy And how climate affects everything.
0: Okay, so this is the thing that's kind of frustrating for me because a lot of this information seems very accessible to people of a certain class or a certain race or a certain identity. Because when you think, like, statistically, there's a lot of people of color that live in inner city areas and stuff like that. So they they can read as many books on environmental science as they want to, but they literally live in between... A couple of subways They have to take Public transportation Because they can't Afford anything else Like the way the city Is set up And the way how the city Even receives money It's just full of Homeless people Like it's, it's There's not much They can do Unless they physically Become like A mayor Or a senator Or something mm-hmm. So like yeah. it's, it's just like How how would you Encourage people Like that to To try to care When they're so low On the totem pole They can't even make Any real Incremental change
2: what I thought was interesting was, I think statistically speaking, um, people of color in general, and I remember specifically, uh, Latinas, Latinas, Latinex individuals care more about the environment than white people, um, and so it's, yeah. it's, I think partially a misconception um, that, it, but that's at least from what I've heard. Um, but in terms of the solutions, like what's offered to people, it's it's not great. You know, it's like buy a Tesla, you know, shame individual action. When in Oregon, a lot of our movement around um, energy is being right now led um, for the first time by like coalitions of communities of color that are talking about, um, I'm forgetting the word now, but the uh, you know being next to a you know being the first to experience the effects of climate change mm. um, so i yeah. guess i don't know if i answered your question but i've been really impressed with um, what's going on in oregon around that around
1: so what's happening organizing. there yeah what's happening there is they're organizing and then they're bringing it up as like hey we're the ones on the front line that are experiencing this cuz our communities are the ones that get affected by this first you know we live in the rivers that get polluted we or we live by the rivers that get polluted or yeah in the areas with the most smog and yeah
0: yeah so basically it's like
1: the reality of trickle down economics is like trickle down uh
0: bullshit where like all the rich people the wealthy people all the waste that they create starts to trickle down and death and greatly affect people who live at you know in the lower common the lower like uh Bracket of society
1: Yeah So think about they're gonna that. care more Because they need Because they ain't got time To be dealing with Everybody's trash I think about Nelson Tracy In that plastic documentary That we watched About how basically We ship all In the western world Quote unquote We ship all of our plastic To these other countries Yeah And then these countries Basically just are Stacking it up over there
0: That That okay, we, we, all, we all forward. give Nelson Tracy A shout out But anyway That uh
1: <laughs> But Nelson
0: the, Yeah listen to Slimehouse Pod Everyone Uh but the, when I saw those videos of, like, islands of plastic and islands of trash and stuff, and, like, whole countries are just filled with pla- plastic and trash, and then what's not that, it's just a factory that's burning it. And I was like, that's nuts that it comes from us. Yeah. Like, we're, like, shit. Like, not only is our country also fucked up, but we're sending it to other countries.
1: Yeah, we're not even dealing with it here. We're sending it elsewhere. Like you were the one who told me, Marlo, that you couldn't even recycle Starbucks cups. I thought that was something that you could recycle, and it was like no problem.
2: And the, I mean, I think the problem is that we're really bad in the U.S. at dealing with recycling and like washing it, and so a lot of what we recycle, like very limit, like very small amount of it actually gets recycled because
0: it's all soiled and and yeah, gross.
2: Yeah, and a lot. I mean, now that I mean China stopped taking our recyclables, and so I don't think. I mean, I think
0: why we because I,
2: they were they were terrible because they were soiled and and not uh, worth it to I'm them
0: I'm surprised we have such an interesting relationship with China I'm always just so confused Yeah It's like I, <laughs> I just feel like we're like we're that married couple with China where like we sleep in separate beds and we hate each other, but we're not going to get a divorce. It's
1: that Katy Perry song. You're hot, <laughs> then you're cold. You're yes, then you're no. You're in, then you're out. You're up when I'm
0: down. I feel like you really wanted to sing that song. Yeah. Get it out now <laughs> before you get married. I was actually
1: like trying to find an uh, an opportunity, all conversation together the whole time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just so good to to be aware of these things because, like, I'm going to tell you, like, it's it's I think about it a lot. But then it it gets hard to think about it, too, because I'm like, obviously, like, you know, maybe white people statistically or maybe United States as a whole statistically is not that good at dealing with climate change because we can't even figure out who's a human or not. So how yeah. are we going to even decide which plastics to recycle? Like, we, we can't even get there yet. Like, we, because we're, we're still trying to figure out, like, how to treat each other, let alone our garbage.
1: Yeah, no, totally. It's like that entitlement issue we have. Yeah. And, and also, like, just dealing with I don't know, just dealing with changing our behavior is so difficult. Like, even picturing, you know, me, I'm getting married. I'm about to, you know, be living with my fiance soon to be, as of this time tomorrow. I just wife. can't wait
0: to am married so you can just stop having whatever sentence you're trying to make right now. My
2: soon <laughs> when I get be to say my wife. Once, yeah, the what's um, was. Uh, just a adap-
1: but just adapting to living with her, you know, I'm a messy person. Well, you can ad- attest to this. Um,
0: you're not as messy though I know, I've grown Lizzie, I tried I, 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 I did the best that I could I tried to train him But it was like <laughs> an Obi-Wan Kenobi situation Where we had a short amount of time I tried to fight Darth Vader He killed me <laughs> But you're going to get a half Jedi That's what you get Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's kind of clean now
1: So Lizzie, I'm a, I'm a messy person She's neat and tiny. I'm going to have to adapt to that That change is going to be weird but it's like how is it so difficult? Why is it so difficult for us to change and deal with change? I don't know. I think cuz laziness. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty lazy. Like, oh, I
0: didn't feel like doing it right now. That's I mean, that's the, our, our society doesn't like doing stuff because it's like I'll get to it later.
1: Or like the fear of like if wait, if I do this every time, that means I have to do it every time. <laughs> yeah.
2: I I don't know. I think I Laziness, or I don't like the word laziness so much. I mean, fear. I think laziness is just fear or stress. You know, you don't want to do yeah, something. Yeah, it's a form.
0: Yeah. Else. Laziness is a harsh way of saying it.
1: Yeah, definitely. You might be hearing some creaks, some cracks, maybe it's some snoring from our live studio audience who fell asleep. Um, <laughs> she said, I'm sorry. Just FYI in the edit. Um, well, what do, you, what do you guys think about this uh, change from me moving out and, you know, Marla, your brother's getting married, Mike, your roommate, what do you guys think?
0: Yeah, you go first, Marla. You'll give him the nice, beautiful sister answer.
2: No, I, I mean, <laughs> no, my voice cracks. Um, I know, Mike, you go first.
0: Okay, you want me to go first? All right. Um, I think that this is, a, it's like a Disney movie where are like- Anything is possible. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> like if wow, you okay. if you if you wish upon a star and you dream and you dream hard enough, anyone can get married. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, wow, don't, okay.
0: don't worry if like if you feel like you haven't like <laughs> you haven't reached the goals that you wanted to reach in life and you might not make it out there, just know that <laughs> Grant Harvey was able to
1: do it. Well so you're <laughs> dying laughing at me right
0: now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh I think I I think it's I think it's great. I think especially during this year, it's so important that we be able to continue to do the things that we want. And the th- things that we love, and I think marriage and a union like is something that you put a lot of time into because like whether you know you follow it the traditional way and do the engagement and stuff like that, whether you wait a couple years, four or five years, or a year, however long you wait, you know there's just such a process to get to this point. So there's so much work behind it. So I think that not letting twenty twenty get completely in the way of that and still find a way to make it work is is awesome. Because then, I mean, maybe you can, you can apply that to so many other things. And like, what does that say about you guys? Like, there's going to be other things in your life where there might be a hurdle or some red tape that pops up, but you're like, we got married in a pandemic. So I don't give a damn about some taxes. I don't give a damn about, you know, whatever weird stipulation or rule you put in front of me to make my life harder, raising my family or building my career. Because I've already done one of the hardest things you could do, which is you know, build a future family in one of the worst times in American history.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I, I think for me, it's also just, I'm really excited to see, I mean, for Grant and Lizzie's relationship and Grant's life in general, it's just a huge, a huge change. And, you know, he's going from living with his roommates, Grant and Lizzie have never lived together, um, to, you know, to living with Lizzie, to, um, sort of being in this whole new world together and in a pandemic and, you know, all...
1: <laughs> a whole new world. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it.
2: And I, I just, uh, I'm really excited uh, to, to think that, you know, 2020 was a year of change and weirdness, and I think 2021 and beyond is going to be a whole other version of change for Grant, and I am really excited about it yes
0: it won't won't be as fun you're welcome
1: there's also like a sad part of this though mike like i was thinking about it. like yes like today this morning this was the last time that i'm gonna wake up in the morning living in the house you know and make coffee play with bowie in the morning yeah like it's like that's that's a lot man
0: i know you'll be fine though I think. I yeah. don't know. You'll get a dog eventually, and you can wake up and make coffee for you and Lizzie.
1: Yeah, I'll just come over to your house and play with Bowie and make you guys coffee. There you go. <laughs> Crash on the couch.
0: I was, at some point in time, like she's going to be like, all right, this is the time you need to go over to hang out with Katie
1: Mike. Yeah, yeah, can you just leave me alone? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> when you start singing Katy Perry.
1: Yeah, well thank you. I appreciate it. Yes.
0: That has my speech is not in there at all. My speech has nothing to do with what I just said. So. Wow, that's cool that you like and, swerved it. Yeah, I guess ooh, I'm saying that I'm giving a speech. I mean I'm like I'm like outing myself. Yes. For all the people that have known Grant longer than eight years, <laughs> I'm gonna be at the ceremony.
1: <laughs> Look, it made sense. Okay. <laughs> we were already quarantined. He together. had to
0: invite the he had to invite the blackest friend he has to his wedding, so
1: So you can look good. I don't know. Are you the blackest friend I have? No, probably not not. by a long shot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you mean physically or like culturally?
1: Oh, both culturally, Uh, but probably maybe maybe. (laughs) Um, Have you Have you guys had any? Do you Have you had any crazy changes this year besides you know all this?
0: Like during twenty twenty?
1: Yeah, I guess I was just trying to like relate it back to like. Other things that people are going through. But I feel like it's either like it's stasis for a lot of people or it's like a big change. Like you lose a job or you like, you know.
0: Yeah, you had this is the same job you had before COVID, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's, I mean, we always go through changes and I'm in the, you know, reflection stage, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of reflection, what was it like growing up? With me. I don't know. We we want, not me specifically, but we wanted to kind I of get want to
0: the tea. I want the juicy details because Grampy be acting like he was an ally for his whole entire life. And uh, I know that is false facts right
1: there. Yeah. My first friend my mom can attest to was Daniel. He was my, he was my buddy in Massachusetts.
0: So am I just filling the void of Daniel? Is yeah, that what I am? pretty I'm, much. Is, am I Daniel <laughs> 2.0? Is, is that what I've I am? I've just heard? been trying
1: to find Daniel my whole life and, and here you are. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah, give me the tea.
0: Dan's probably in prison now.
1: Damn, I can't believe I said <laughs> don't that. Don't put that on that man. <laughs>
0: Statistically he might be, because y'all be you know, statistics is messed up. Oh, I don't
1: know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I gotta give I I gotta put a couple of like, oh my god, I can't believe you said that moments. Yeah, so. of course,
1: definitely. Okay.
0: Go Marla. What, what did he ask you?
1: Um what was it like going up to me, slash like, what's the T on me? Was I always problematic? Was I was I ever problematic? Was I always problematic? What
2: I think it's it's hard to look back on when we were kids because I had such blinders on in terms of race. I, I think when I went to, when I was senior year of high school, I f- filled out this, like, how liberal are you test? And the only thing- They that had a test up,
0: like that at your school?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How conservative or liberal are you? Where do you fall on the political spectrum? Uh,
0: what grade?
2: Senior year of, of high school. Was that oh, a yeah. government
0: class? Or what yeah, that? yeah. Mr. Baker Baker still would not get down like that. They were like, that doesn't exist. <laughs> They're
1: like liberal, what is that? <laughs> yeah,
0: what is that word? Oh.
2: I took that test and the only thing that really separated me from like the extreme liberals was like, Oh, I think race is like mostly handled. You know, I think we're mostly okay in that department. Yeah. And I then mean, that was
1: like Obama the Obama years, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. And then I Yeah, it looked that way. Um, and so I looked back on my, our childhood and and realized like, we didn't, we didn't talk about it. We didn't, um, think about it. And so I like looked back and was like, oh, these are all some shitty things that I did. (laughs) Um, Mm. and I'd have to think a little bit more about some of the shitty things that you did, but you know, I'm sure there were some.
1: Yeah. Well, we watched, uh, we watched, we would watch a lot of TV and I feel like some of the TV shows that we'd watch. You know, we watched like Sister, Sister. We watched a lot of
2: that
1: show. Yeah, <laughs> that show. was like that was like one of your favorite it shows. Was like, I
2: yeah, like. I watched that multiple.
1: That's times, so you know? interesting. I
0: mean, I'm, I know these shows are popular and that everybody watched them, but I always just, I'm just like, I want to be a fly on the wall in like a white family's household who's just watching like a show
1: with like all black characters. Well, Myla called me out on something that I said back in the day. Do you want to tell the story of that?
2: Well, I'm not sure if it's a call out to Grant or a call out to me, but I, I really liked the
1: well, name. Let you both take the, the L?
2: <laughs> I, I used to, uh, so the name, main twin characters' names were Tia and Tamara Mallory. And I was, when I was thinking about what I wanted to name my kid, I was like, oh, I want to name my kid Tamara. And Grant said, you can't name your kid Tamara. Those are black names. And I was offended um, at the time. So well, I dang. guess
1: that was here's here's my rebuttal to that, okay? Maybe I was just trying to prevent Marla from culturally appropriating. Where's the line? Who's in the case? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel black, like that name might be like answer. Greek or something, so <laughs> you're way off.
0: But also, okay, no, I thought it was it was so funny when she was like, It's this sister, their names are Tia and Tamara Maori. I'm like, everybody know who the sister sister is, <laughs> but uh, uh and then Lisa you, and Ray. Yeah, if you don't know, then why are you listening to this podcast? This is literally a fan podcast of Sister Sisters. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's you better be a fan. <laughs> We've
1: <laughs> made twenty seven episodes about Sister Sisters.
0: Yeah, turn this off if you're not if you never heard of that show.
1: But we'll talk about does that exist because maybe we should create one. I'm sure
0: it does. Uh I think it is not. There's like a there's a truth, and then there's like a oh to to like saying that it is a black name, like right. But I mean, a lot of black people do probably have that name. But at the same time, like you can name your kid whatever. But I think her calling you out, I think you were only you, you were thinking of it as an exotic, unique name at that age. Yeah, you weren't thinking of like I like the just like the name. You're just like I like it because it's cool. So right. But we're young, so whatever. Oh,
2: I do remember Grant and I went to a like uh, it was like it was on a Black Friday, and we went to a mall somewhere in LA, and we were just so we were like, wow, there's a lot of Black people here.
1: Really? How old I were remember
2: we? Remember, we were. I was in middle school. You we were in high school.
0: Oh, so Chicago. this is only a couple years ago, like, and he was no. saying still another.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Just we were. Sh- it was we definitely no. It was definitely a
2: novelty. I think we were excited about. Did
0: you? Well, wow, did you guys know like Black people like we. We culturally, like, every time there's a Black Friday, we actually purposely go out to celebrate. It's not, it's, I'm just yeah, playing. I, y'all know I'm playing. I'm just trying June to bait y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every Black Friday, we go shopping. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, the thing is, when we were younger, even I had some of the same reactions or understandings of, like, race or being like, oh, it must not be that bad and stuff like that when you're younger because you're just, like, you're in a child bubble. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever problematic things you said or did when you were like 8, 9, 10, 12, we oh, yeah. probably 14, 16, all At that time I was 14, like 14, 16,
1: 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: 24. Yesterday,
1: like Oh no, there's yeah, there is a there's I'm there's plenty more than that that I did. Cuz yeah. I remember like AOL and some messenger, you know, you'd be saying all sorts of crazy stuff. So.
2: Yeah, there's definitely
1: atoning for that my whole life. Mm-hmm.
0: So one question that, this is the question I always ask Grant, and I want to hear from someone else now, is like, I always wonder, has there been moments, like, what is a conversation like about race without a black person present? Do you guys, have you guys ever just, like, as a family, just sat around a table and be like, you know, let's let's discuss Jim Crow laws today and how they were problematic? Do y'all ever, just, did y'all ever have a moment like that, or do you just not even?
2: Well, I think... Like, Grant and I or the whole family? Are both uh, the, either...
0: The, you individually, you on your own, contemplating in the journal, or are you with the whole family at the kitchen table?
2: Have we... Well, I mean, us individually, I feel like definitely have sort of been on that journey. Um, recently? The, 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 yeah, recently. So, you know, I since college and, and Marshall in the last year, I've definitely um, been trying to engage a lot more on race and be anti-racist, but um like grant you answer answer what (laughs) like did we i mean (laughs) did we (laughs) did we do we we
1: talk about race when when, like i feel like well just sometimes so
2: like mom and mom and dad like we so i'm trying to think like when we were a kid like we would we would have conversations about um i remember having oh man
0: this is, this is just, it's this isn't like a moment or attempt to like slander you guys. The fact that
1: we are reaching for it probably tells you that we, we didn't have it a lot. No.
0: Cause like, I don't think, I, mean, I don't think anyone, anyone
1: naturally does. No, like, I, I don't, don't
0: even think my family, to be honest with you, has ever just sat around the table and just said, okay, kids, let's talk about
1: race. So. My mom is looking at us. Maybe she has a, an opinion she wants to say. This is my mom, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Hi there. I just wanted to say that there were times when the kids were teenagers um, and they would correct me if I would say something incorrectly. If I would try to um, say, for instance, I was referring to a person and I wasn't um, correctly to their discretion um, talking about that person, that they would correct me. So I think it was talked about in the house. So I think an example my mom's talking about, and this is more recent, is like she would say uh, black, you know, like, oh, there's a black guy at the, you know, I feel like my parents would, would throw in the race of the person um, often when referring to people of color versus white people. And I... It had like nothing to do with it. Yeah. So yeah. recently...
0: I mean, but the I we've mean, been news, TV, everything, our society has been doing that forever. So it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Why you naturally would. Okay, so, I mean... Yeah, well,
2: and, like, I mean, recently, like, I mean, I don't know what conversations you've had with mom or dad, but, like, mom and I just had a conversation earlier today for, like, an hour about... uh, We were talking about race. Um,
1: Just in general? We were talking
2: about race and sexuality and... A whole host of things.
1: I don't remember. See, I like, because
0: you know me, I like to fill in the blanks. I'm just like, what could they been talking about? Then they probably like, Dan, did you see Michael's hair when he came over? His hair was nappy as hell. He put <laughs> in the green city. Probably not. I hope he doesn't look like that at the wedding, coming in here looking all nappy like buckwheat. They didn't say that, but that's what I, I imagined. The
1: day I I'll can't imagine that. my mom saying anything. <laughs> Even remotely close. to that was
0: Marla. That was me doing the Marla (laughs) impression. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. See, I just, I, I I can do it. I can throw you off.
2: Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's interesting. It's like I feel I'm, I'm comfortable having conversations with white people about race, but I feel like I'm gonna like say something wrong, um, which is interesting.
0: I yeah, I just, I just think it's important to, to be able to figure out how to have those conversations more because like this could be the same thing for like how many times have I been in a room with just a group of guys and be like hey guys let's just like let's just revisit how we probably did something misogynistic today like how we can fix that never like it, like locker room talk is not like how do we dismantle toxic max, masculinity like but it should be every now and then we need yeah. to be discussing that stuff it's not on the hands of you know on, on the hands of women or just or or out there to, to do that work for us we need to be talking about it so that's why i just asked the question like i'm just curious like you know what's a predominantly group of white people talk about when they're you know when we're not marching for black lives matter and when it's not on the television like is it a conversation that pops up
1: yeah definitely and i think it's kind popped up more i mean definitely since like i would say since 2014 it's come up more at least with me and and my and dad when
2: did you did, yeah has it
1: yeah it well, we'll just, we'll, you know, a lot of times we'll be watching something and then it'll come up naturally through whatever we're watching and we'll talk about it. And he'll, cause it was my, our dad, he has comments that he'll make cause he just has like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, he has like a story for a lot of different things where he's like, Oh, this made me think of this and where I was exactly when I thought of it. And, and then he'll just tell you more than you ever thought you would want to know about a situation. <laughs> and then that will naturally lead to like the three relevant stories that he has on the topic of race, and then we're we'll like talking about it with him for a while. So like we've talked about things in that way.
2: Yeah, because I mean, mom, I think mom and dad are like really good examples of especially you know since everything's been on like Netflix and there's all these there's a lot of more movies about race and a lot more stories that are told about different elements, and so they're bringing them up more often in the last. I would say why is the f- Your grand's I'm, making a face well, at me did I say something wrong
1: no 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 I'm making a face because I was just thinking about how like there was a, there was a story where he you know after the George Floyd thing happened dad went to the one black guy in the neighborhood <laughs> and asked him like have you ever been pulled over by the cops and just like well, like yeah. basically interviewing him <laughs> yeah. about it yeah. and then of course we're at dinner yesterday with Mike and he like brings like, it up and tells Mike about it I, <laughs>
0: It's <laughs> that's so that's funny
1: not to put it on I, blast I, but I mean I've
0: had to answer these questions all the time. Yeah. I think for okay for the audience, like for people who can't like who need like you to paint a picture from the outside in, like if you his mom and dad are just like they're just they're very adorable. Like when you when you when you think of what a mom would be, or you think of what a dad would be, they fit the, they fit to a T. Like yeah. you like I, one of the biggest things I'm gonna be so sad about Grant moving out is that now I have to like remember to go buy toilet paper. Because <laughs> Grant would go home and like, he would come back from visiting his mom and he'd come back with a whole... Like, it looked like we about to move into like a, a bomb shelter because we would have canned goods. Oh, yeah. We'd have cereal, toilet paper. She'd Our make mother, sure God set. bless
1: her, is a pandemic prepper. Like yeah. Or a pop, apocalypse prepper. She has like... If she's going to buy something, she's going to buy 12 of them.
0: Yes. Yeah, so she's, she's got like she's got mom down.
1: <laughs> she she disagrees, but it's a fact.
0: Yeah, no, I know she has she's just very motherly and she's just I, a savvy and, Costco. And shopper. I and I appreciate it. And then like you can hear from just their little anecdote about their dad. He's just he's just very dad. You know, dad jokes, yeah. dad stories. He got a very dad job. Like it just, yeah. it's just it's just it's like it's just they're very uh just a good example of of what you would think about
1: of a, a white family. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's like, but it's kind of cookie cutter white family.
2: But it, it's it, I like I think it's so fun. I think our parents we're, we're sort of different levels. I think of of, of you know, pictures of you know people that want to do well, and you know my my parents are really interested in like learning and getting new information about. Race and Grant and I will challenge that. We think, you know, we're, we, we are, know the things that you shouldn't be saying, but are also just still very not, not great in a lot of ways. And it's just like the different generations of trying to be better or learn more about race. Like, at least that's what I like think about my parents um, and our, and Grant and I. Like that's how I envision us. Oh, yeah. Real
1: quick, there's the ghost train and, you know, yeah, you
0: get, there's, there's trains, there's like, Ghosts in this house. There's echoey wooden floors. There's all kinds of stuff going on in here. So if you hear crazy noises throughout,
1: that's what it is. I was thinking about this. So like, like there's like where your parents' generation is in like the discourse, right? Then there's where you are in the discourse. And then now there's like so like our roommate Cade. He like has created this little online community like through TikTok. And there's where all those Gen Z kids are in the discourse. And those Gen Z kids Little make me discourses look like Little on Discord. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Discourse on Discord. Um but those those Gen Z kids make my views seem like Boomer views. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, because yeah, they don't... Like, they're a radical. I don't. Yeah, I don't know
0: how to talk about this younger generation without sounding like a, like an old curmudgeon dude on the porch. Oh, you
1: sound you sound like you're on Fox News. You're like, well, they're all LGBT. They're all gay communists.
0: Yeah. Well, I was just like I was just like it's just a bunch of gender fluid. Like they don't even identify as humans. They're just like we are just non we're beings from another planet. And I'm like, okay, yeah, man, it's great. I haven't it's walked really to that level yet. I don't even. What is that like? This Gen Gen XYZP 23 whatever they are. Yeah. They just, they are they are on a new level. I can't wait until they're in charge of like the government and it's going to be like it's no longer red and blue, it's a rainbow and sparkles.
1: Yes. I'm so down <laughs> for this. This is amazing. Yeah, it's
0: going to be a great a great future.
1: But yeah, it makes you feel like you're like wow, I'm so antiquated and behind the times. And then, you know, I'm sure like that our parents is like that man of, you know, exponentially. So it's like interesting. Yeah,
0: well, I think I think it's good that you are able to have those conversations at you know at different levels and be able to like you, like your mom said she you guys will correct her sometimes or you had that conversation that stuff is good because I'm gonna tell you right now my mom and dad are a little old fashioned country <laughs> and it's not much correction I can do mom would be like I said it the way I said it. And I'd be like, "Well, dang, (laughs) okay, (laughs) fine." So, like, it's yeah, it's it's awesome to to hear that you can that you are having those conversations to some degree, and I hope other people are.
1: Yeah,
2: I feel like Mike's going easy on us because we're we're uh, my mom's sitting next to us, and uh, and I'm here, but I'm not sure.
0: I've listened to some
2: of the other podcasts and I mean, if you
0: think this is going easy on you, I'm, I mean, I mean, that every uh, to Grant only, like because he's, he's he's used to it.
2: I also like
1: to think we're all in a good jovial mood, or you know, this is the eve of you know, happy very happy yeah, event. I'm
0: taking it easy on y'all. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, and if you and if you think that I'm taking it 100% easy on you, that just means you have more work to do. That's true. Because <laughs> you could listen back to us and you'd be like, "Oh, he was he was <laughs> asking me some hard hitting questions." He's throwing shade. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, I I I think it's great to have these conversations with so many different people because I my whole high school, junior high, community college life, like in Bakersfield, I didn't have this at all. I didn't, we didn't talk about race. Or I didn't have the chance to talk about it because I was like the one black kid in a predominantly white space and they they were not in the mood to talk about it. So that's why it's like, you know, I'll have all these questions on the back burner and be like ready to ask them to somebody. And so having the sister here now, I'm like, oh, I can ask the same questions over again that Grant's tired of hearing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Get a slightly more forthcoming answer maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, thank you, Marla, for joining us today. This was kind of sporadic spur of the moment, but it worked out perfectly.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think based from what she kind of talked about earlier at the beginning and just what we're talking about with in regards to change, I think it's so interesting like, how I feel right now even having this conversation, it's new to, like, be bringing this up with people just outside of, of Grant, because, like, we've lived together for so long, like, what is it, eight years or something like that? Yeah. So, it's like, I've gotten so used to it, but when when I'm having the same conversations or topics or we're doing this podcast with a new variable like your sister, it's, it's interesting that even I'm like, oh, I don't do it, how do I say this, or am I saying this the right way, or... Things like that. I'm I'm still thinking about it. Probably how you're thinking about it. So it's like uh, it's. I think it's just so important to be able to embrace that change and not be so afraid of it. Like I could easily just. We could easily have this episode and then be like, um, uh, well, we don't know what to talk about because you know your mom's present. Marla's present. Where you're about to get married. Maybe it's a whole new life. Maybe we need to change the topics of what we talk about. Maybe we're going too hard on race. But it's, uh, it's just good to be to be open to that change. Whether it's social or environmental.
1: Yeah, and I think the thing that's frustrating is when people are not receptive to change and they're they're just stuck in their way out of fear, like Marla said, um, or laziness. Yeah. I think that, that's definitely a thing. Uh,
0: yeah, so, I mean, if you're a person out there who is afraid of vaccines, afraid of not using a straw, afraid of, <laughs> of being nice to your black neighbor, you need to get with the damn program because... It's getting hot in here, and in all regards uh, of that statement, like oh, yeah. So, it's, it's just get with the times, get with the program. There's so much going on, there's so much information out there, and there's no point in being resistant to it. Because, like I said about Grant's marriage, if you wish hard enough and you dream hard <laughs> enough, anybody can do it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Black Man in the Right World.
1: If you like what you heard, please like, comment, and subscribe, or leave us a five-star review.
0: For more, go to www.blackmanrightworld.com or email us at blackmanrightworld at gmail.com.
1: Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.